0: I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold.
1: This is where the fun begins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for JoyClicks. I'm your pilot, Christian Buckley, joined by my Chewie, my Wookiee co-pilot and co-host. I didn't mean to call you a Wookiee, I'm sorry. Mike Connors, how are you?
0: Hey, man. I mean, honestly being a Wookiee is probably a pretty cool thing. I know that they, they had a, they have a troubled history. Um, but you know, they, they are, they are very strong species.
1: Yeah. I mean, after I said that and you started talking, I was prepared to fully eat my words because over the last couple weeks, I don't know about you, but I've seen plenty of people thirsting over, uh, Black Hirsantan from the Book of Boba Fett. So,
0: yeah, man. Especially after this episode that oh, just yeah. came out today, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I find myself thirsting for Black Simpson. <laughs> <Xanthin>, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man, uh, how you doing? How's everything going?
0: Dude, everything's going good. Um, we're actually right on the heels of the Joyclicks fantasy games uh, discussion that we had last night. Yeah. Uh, don't want to be like too meta here on the Jedi Knights show, but I had a really fun time doing that.
1: Oh yeah, dude! Uh, I had a blast. Very-
0: yeah dude uh i'm very confident in in what i picked yeah and Um, if people if people are interested they should definitely check that out because there's loads loads of fun
1: yes that should be posted by this weekend so keep an eye out for that on youtube youtube.com slash Joyclicks. but uh mike you stayed on brand you drafted unannounced jedi fallen order sequel confidence (laughs) there
0: yeah lots of confidence honestly uh I was surprised that like no one else picked it before I did. Cause sure. if I can, re- if I remember correctly, I think it was my last pick. Yeah. So it had gone through a lot of other people. Um, I know that it's sort of out there. Um, it was probably the most out there of all the choices that I made, but you know, I'm just, I just have a lot of hope. I, I have a gut feeling um, that maybe we're going to be seeing that sometime in 2022 um, as we talked about on the last episode. So, I mean, my hopes are up
1: yeah i would absolutely love if that came out this year um and i i think you're right it's a far out there choice and that's why i didn't draft it but i would love to be wrong and i'd love for you to get all the points on that one because that would just be would you, a win. would you
0: really would you really love for me to have all the points on that yeah
1: because i made some questionable choices in the back fa- a few <laughs> rounds so like I, sh- <laughs> I deserve to be punished for that I, I i only carry Elden ring so far but um yeah
0: i mean that that's probably that was probably your best to, if i was if i were giving you a grade I'd give you an a on that one but yeah. unannounced kingdom hearts game i don't know
1: <laughs> i mean hey you you would Jedi a phone order unannounced i i'm keeping the faith just like you are so i respect right, it your it way is. all i ask is you respect it my way too <laughs> all right christian you've twisted my arm enough i respect you for it <laughs> Mike. there will be one day where star wars gets added to kingdom hearts and we're gonna have an interesting conversation i can tell you that right now
0: yeah, one of these days, man. I mean, because there are already so many Disney IPs like, in Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time until we see like Chewbacca show up or something like
1: that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, we have actually some Star Wars video game rumors to discuss along with another rumor slash leak about what to expect from Star Wars this year before getting into our discussion of Chapter 4 of the Book of Boba Fett. But before we get to any of that, we're going to kick this show off the way we normally do with jedi archives from the jedi archives uh it is where mike and i go to the sacred texts of wikipedia to find an article about something we might know about in star wars might not know about we educate ourselves each other and the audience listening about something in star wars that we might have not known about before mike what is your choice this week
0: so, my choice, uh, it's a new addition to the current Star Wars canon, as far as I can tell. It has no Legends page. Hmm. Um, so you, That's how you know it's juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it is the Cloud Deer. Yep, Cloud Deer. Ever heard of it? I haven't. Can you spell it? Because I'm looking like, this up. Le- cl- like, cloud, like in the sky. Yeah. And, like, deer. And deer, like the four-legged animal in the woods one word or two it's hyphenated okay thank you good distinction sorry sorry uh yeah anyways uh so they're they are deer um if the name didn't tell you that they are from the homeworld reizu their hair is purple gray with white flecks black eyes branching horns long legs and neck um Hundreds lived in the Pilgrim's Ward of Yoju on the planet Rai, Raizu, gathering on the on the grounds of one of the largest, oldest shrines. Cloud deer had white-flecked, variegated, purple-gray fur. Um, and so this was in the Ronin of Visions novel. Um, oh. So that's, that's probably why they've never been in anything else, because that was very, you know singular on its own um created its own stuff um but it's interesting i i was more thinking from the name that they would be like flying deer similar to maybe santa's reindeer sure but uh no i guess i guess they're they're land creatures so
1: would be fitting because we have now learned there is a santa in the star wars universe you know
0: That's that's true. That's true. I I would I think in my headcanon Santa has cloud deer. That's very good uh, Pulling his sleigh. Yes (laughs) In the the Star Wars universe. Yeah,
1: well very cool. I asked for the spelling because I never normally uh, look up Anything, but when you said cloud deer, I needed a picture. I was burned. There's no picture It's only in the novel form only the uh, verbal description of what these things look like maybe one day in, in Hey, yeah anything honestly
0: I mean, you know, there's going to be a, likely going to be a Visions season two, right? So maybe one day we'll see these on the screen. So here's the whole pick.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, My pick is absolutely something that is long existing since the early 2000s at minimum. We have Carax, C-A-R-A-X.
0: Okay. Why am I not not familiar with this
1: then? (laughs) We'll see. M- maybe maybe I'm thinking of something different, but I'm looking at something and I imagine it's something specific. I was wrong. Okay. Uh, the Karhax was a six-legged insectoid creature during the Galactic Civil War. Reintvor, Reintvor the overlord of the Rockqua tribe, owned a Karax named Agiagu. After the Battle of Yavin, the beast lived in a cave of Station Gamma in the Bright Jewel system. Hmm. I should have read ahead of time because that is a lot of (laughs) things I probably didn't pronounce right. (laughs) No, it's all good.
0: Uh, I was reading it along with you. This seems to be a Legends piece of canon or mm-hmm.
1: yeah so or it,
0: Le- legends piece of canon i can't believe i just said that you know what i mean
1: a piece of canon within the legends lens of star wars maybe <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> so the car is from a video game i looked at it and i was like i think i probably saw one of those in kotor i was wrong it's from star wars galaxies the mmorpg so
0: mm. you know the first thing that i thought of um, because the uh photo that wikipedia gives you um in the initial description box is kind of blurry it's kind of like from far away it's dark um i thought before reading into it a little bit more just now that it was the um creature that obi-wan kenobi fights
1: uh-huh. during the battle of geonosis do you know what i'm talking about Like i i kid you not when I said my little intro of, I think it's been canon since the early 2000s, I was thinking of that, that beast from Attack of the Clones because of that picture. And then I read it, so.
0: Yeah, and um, you're like, oh, crap. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, like the the original, like the initial photo on Wikipedia does does resemble that a lot, I would say.
1: Yeah, it does. Like, imagine that thing from Attack of the Clones, but with like a turtle shell on its back, maybe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm so there you go um well Good great stuff. yeah great picks as always but fitting we've talked about games yes, in star wars a few times so far because of the first rumor to talk about mike again on brand oh wait no you didn't get this you wanted this in our draft uh lego star yeah. wars the skywalker saga
0: i was very upset that i didn't get this in our draft by the way
1: yes who scooped this up was that jack yeah it was jack that bastard (laughs) (laughs) so lego star wars the skywalker saga you and i how many times we talked about this game (laughs) like literally too many to count i think it's is it more times than it's been delayed i don't think so (laughs) i mean probably Uh, uh but yeah maybe not we have a rumor floating around from Bespin Bulletin, saying that they have heard that LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga will be releasing around April or May of 2022, which is just a few months away. But given, as you pointed out, for several delays in the past, Mike, this was a game supposed to release in October of 2020. Anytime soon is when it should be coming out. Uh, Yeah. Where, where are you putting your chips on this i know we've trusted bestman bulletin before and they've been right where, where are you thinking um
0: honestly i have a complicated position on this to be to be quite honest because of so many times that we've been burned in the past when it comes to this game specifically mm-hmm. um you mentioned this game was originally supposed to come out like in october 2020 it's almost february 2022 and we have no sign of this whatsoever officially um we were talking last night on the uh fantasy uh draft jack and i about how if this game gets delayed again i'm not really sure like there's something there's something really wrong with it (laughs) or something really wrong with the production um, because it shouldn't be taking this long for them to come out with a working game when they said it would have come out like almost two years ago, which is pretty crazy. Um, I, I want to be hopeful about this, but I'm still staying a little like a little hesitant just because of the fact that we've been burned so many times. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I welcome I welcome any news that brings us Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga because it looks pretty awesome. And the concept is is great, mm-hmm. and I am, am very excited for it. But I just hope that it comes out sometime soon. I, I'm not going to necessarily say I'm putting my chips on it, but I'm going to be hopeful that at least sometime this year we're going to have it released. So,
1: yeah, I I think if it doesn't come out this year at all, what, wha- how, you know, that would be. Yeah two years of delays and that I mean I understand it's still COVID times and it's unprecedented for the things that have to go on to make games which is already really hard but like I don't think if I can name off the top of my head any game that was delayed two years and still came out and was good you know so like or like delayed this many times across two years you know um yeah. i still think it's gonna be good i still think this is gonna be a great game even but i hope it comes out this year you know like it just feels fruitless to get excited for it at this point because i'm so used to it being delayed that i can't get excited again you know like when i have it i'll be happy
0: yeah i th- i am kind of like right on the same boat with uh as you are Christian, because of the fact that we've been burned so many times, like I said, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just like, I'm skeptical about whatever any of them say. Yeah. And it, it helps the fact that this is coming from sort of like a third party. Um, it's validity is questionable. Um, mm-hmm. although Bespin Bulletin has done a pretty decent job at like coming out on top with some of these predictions and rumors that they make. Mm-hmm. I am just sort of, hesitant and worried to like put my full weight behind the fact that this is going to be coming out this year but you know I, I, you know the moment that i'm able to like go to a store and actually buy this or download it onto my switch or my pc or whatever like that's when i'll know that it's happening and any other time than that even if they were to go out tomorrow and say that this is coming out like in may i don't know if i would necessarily believe it to the full extent that i should
1: them. yeah like i think if i were to believe it they would have to be like pull a bethesda and be like it's coming out on this cute date that is very much tied to our history and if we don't hit it we look stupid you know like i would have to mm-hmm. believe it at that point so may 4th announce that i'll believe it you know the same way starfield 11 11 i believe it you know <laughs> no matter what i believe it <laughs>
0: I mean, I do think that there will be other signs, you know, when games are coming out, like, you know, publishers usually have like the whole marketing team full force, like behind it. Mm-hmm. And you see, you start to see it everywhere. Um, and that's kind of like an indication, a signal a flag, if you will, that the company is really confident in the fact they're going to be able to put this out. And that essentially by that point, once you start seeing advertisements for it, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of like a dumb deal, even if the game isn't finished. You know, we've seen that a lot of times, too. Um, for sure. So, oh. I mean, once I start seeing that, I'll start to believe it a little bit more, but just for my own sake, I don't know if I'll, like, fully believe it until I'm actually playing it. Maybe that's just me, though.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's the right way to look at it, to not come out disappointed again,
0: you know? I think so unfortunately i'm really excited for it still so excited for it but we'll see
1: yeah i I fully agree uh well another thing that i think we will probably be on the same page for i sorry to burst your bubble or give you future homework but according to star wars insider season two of the bad batch will be premiering on disney plus this spring oh
0: that's a fun, that's a fun little rumor. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I mean, I'll watch it. I, I think I was a little bit cooler on, uh, well, a little bit, a little bit more into the Bad Batch than you were, Christian. Um, I, 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 I kind of got the vibe that like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you weren't like as into it as I was, but like, I'm still excited to see like any sort of TV show come out like on disney plus that has to do with star wars i mean oh yeah i'm waiting for the live action stuff but if this is what they got then mm-hmm. lay it on you know
1: yeah i mean i i definitely didn't dislike the bad batch i think it's just what i went into hoping it would be which would be like another tight storyline kind of like how season eight seven of clone wars was um mm-hmm. Which I understand we gotta set up new characters, but I do, I think overall my biggest issue with that show is it was too long for the story it was telling. Um, I still really did like the characters though, and I was super hyped for Bad Batch going into it, so maybe my expectations were too high expecting Clone Wars season eight, but um, I, I still think it's a good show. I think it's solid, but I think a season two could be even better. I don't know if they would have had time to tweak based off of fan reception the episode count or any small little things to the storyline or maybe internally they finished season one and we're like, okay, here are some things we know we can do better moving forward. I'm absolutely down for season two. I'll watch a season two week to week. Um, but I do hope that similar to Clone Wars back then, a season two is just continuing to break new ground on um making this show another great addition to star wars rather than just more star wars you know
0: yeah like you kind of wanted to be a star wars rebels versus star wars resistance yeah you know, I, both of them are both of them are fine but it's just like star wars rebels i feel like has a little bit more more umph to it if yeah. you know what i mean
1: yeah and i, I think also i, I might have been unfair with my expectations because We did the Clone Wars rewatch. We watched the final season. That was such a high note to leave off on. And then you hear some of the same team, same animation style, following the end of season seven of Clone Wars. I was trying not to expect, but I was also like, this is just season eight of Clone Wars, right? That's what this is going to be. And it's not that. Mm -hmm. But I think with its characters and with its opportunity to explore the galaxy from like a ground level at this point in time I still think is the coolest thing about it and I really love when they did that in season one so season two I'm hopeful for
0: yeah I mean I'm very hopeful for season two I I really like the story that they set up in season one Mm -hmm. I think the characters are compelling I think all that's good um yeah I think I agree with you or there's some episodes that definitely didn't like there are some episodes that did not need to be in there for sure um and so hopefully they're going to take notes on that and sort of tighten it up for season two. Mm. But I also see a world in which they don't do that and they just kind of like continue on uh, just doing like 20 episodes as they normally do because let's face it, if we go back to the earlier seasons of Clone Wars, there's a lot of that too. Um, so, I mean, I can see that I can see it going either way, but regardless, I'm excited for it because I really liked that show. I, th- I thought it was very interesting. Very cool.
1: Yeah, I think the hope was that they learned the lessons of the early seasons of Clone Wars by this point. But I understand, like, it's not the exact same creative team and you're trying to make a new hopping on point for people. So you do have to, you know, take that into account. And for what the show set out to do, I think it achieved. Um, But I hope it can grow beyond that. Agreed. um, I'm, I'm really honestly just surprised that... It's coming this soon right uh i'm not really that
0: surprised and i'll tell you why just because clone wars for like over a decade now has done so well um in terms like critical reception and just like return on investment when you think about it from like lucasfilm's perspective that they were already like pretty confident that the bad batch was going to do well. That basically before their episode from the last season of clone wars were aired, they had basically announced that they were working on the show. I'm sure like work had already have, like happened on the, on uh the bad batch and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, you know, once they had locked all that in, once they were releasing episodes, um, they were working on season two. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I could see them sort of staying on that same pace, putting out another season in May. Because, you know, just because we were watching it in May doesn't mean that they were working on it in May. You know, so. I, yeah. I think I, I, it makes it makes a little bit of sense to me.
1: Sure, yeah. I think that's a fair way to, to put it. I guess, I think I'm more surprised that base, maybe this was just always the plan and they didn't change course at all but the fact that i, I feel like a lot of people a lot of people f- felt more lukewarm than even i'm saying and i feel like i was mostly positive on the show like I, it's not my favorite star wars thing but i, I did remember <laughs> there was a lot of negativity around this show yeah. so i guess they were never curious about how it would be received If they were able to get a production pipeline going that fast for, I don't know how long animation works take, but like, it seems like a good turnaround, you know, from having your entire season, 16 episodes last year, and then getting ready to do another season within a calendar year. That's good. That's impressive for a turnaround. So
0: definitely. Yeah. I think it's just probably, they had an idea, they had a vision, they just kind of stuck to it.
1: Uh, Yeah. Which I respect. And I'm excited to see it through.
0: Yeah, same.
1: Um, so I guess if that's spring, it's just speculation at this point of when the next live action series will be. But um, to reiterate, spring begins March twentieth or twenty first and goes until the mm-hmm. end of June. So could be soon, could be later. Um, I mean, I'm
0: seeing. I'm thinking maybe like a May fourth okay. deal on this one. I mean, just thinking about the bad batch season one i'm pretty sure that 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 had um premiered on may 4th um and if they're thinking spring i mean what's june compared to may right i feel like maybe sure. they could push it out from may that's yeah. that's my thought
1: yeah i i know there's some fan speculation that kenobi is going to start its run on may 4th which would be super cool but like I, I don't know, like we mentioned with Jedi Fallen Order, there's also Star Wars celebration that month, so there could be a premiere mm-hmm. there or something. Like I don't expect there to be two Star Wars shows running concurrently, even if they are animated in live action, but yeah, I, I'm curious to see how this all comes together.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know we're not talking about this really, but very quickly, my prediction, I'm thinking Andor probably comes out sometime in the spring. Uh, Kenobi sometime in the fall and then you know Mando season three around where like the book of Boba Fett
1: uh, premiered this past year I I think that's That's, a fair bet that's what I'm thinking so speaking of Boba Fett we got a new chapter of the book of Boba Fett to discuss this week um yeah out the gate general impressions no spoilers what did you think of this episode Mike Um,
0: so I, I, I enjoyed the episode overall. I'm going to say that just right off the gate. I have criticisms of it, but I, I was excited to watch it. I think that this show for the most part is doing a really good job. Just like giving us a good vibe of what's going on in the star Wars galaxy at this time period. Um, that being said, I do think that so far this is probably the weakest episode. Um, just because of the fact that it didn't seem to really do much to me in terms of moving like the quote-unquote current plot forward because this show has sort of been like you know dissected into two different uh timelines for the most part yeah um i i think it was lacking in that scenario i was like kind of hoping that this would be the show this would be the episode of the season where it sort of turns us around and really gives us a good idea as to like what the main conflict is and it does like but just like in a really weird way and i'm not sure if that's because. of the execution of it or just because of the fact that uh it's just not like a really great conflict (laughs) like it's not very investing um because to be honest i feel more invested with like whatever flashback like boba is having at the time Mm -hmm. uh you know compared to the other sort of timeline that the series is, is is telling but overall i thought it was a good episode cool set design it's star wars man so it's going to be cool on some level Mm -hmm. um but yeah i had my i had my issues
1: with it i guess yeah i liked it it wasn't my favorite so far but i mean i I agree with most of what you said so we can shift over to spoilers i think the biggest thing that i didn't dislike but i was like why are we spending time with this is the fact that this week we got a lot of time dedicated to connecting the timelines of the flashbacks to not directly where we are at the moment but like what we've seen of this new version of boba fett right where we get to see his perspective of the little boot that was in the post credits of episode five of season one i think like uh I don't know if we needed to do that, you know, because I feel like that's been pretty well covered that Boba found Fennec, thought she was useful, saved her, has grown to have a back and forth with her. And in a similar turn, the stuff with Cobb Vanth, like we saw him get the armor back. Like we we don't need to explore that. More, yeah, like, is was that no, also your hang up?
0: No, totally. Because, like, you know, when we watch The Mandalorian for the first time, I'm pretty sure Boba Fett basically sums up this whole episode in like yeah. one sentence. Yeah, you know, he's like, he was like, I saved her and uh now she feels like she has to help me like you know like okay cool i think the only reason why they would tell that story is if like fennec shand is like you know secretly like a pretty shady character which i think maybe she is um she technically doesn't really have to like be in boba's servitude anymore Mm -hmm. um since he had like repaid his debt to her or she had repaid his debt to him rather Mm. um but she chooses to do it anyway which to me is like a little shady Sure. I don't know. seems shady to me. Um, and I think that having that sort of like, if, if that's the direction, if that's the direction that they're trying to go with this, that like at some point maybe Fennec will like betray Boba or whatnot, um, that I understand why they talked about all this and explored their relationship a little bit more. But if that's not how they're, if that's not where they're going with this, it was very unnecessary. I think,
1: um, I definitely agree with you on that. Cause the other avenue is they spend this time on it to show how in the present day the two of them have grown to have a fondness for one another, right? But, like, again, it feels redundant because we, we kind of knew that. So, like like you said, unless they're building it to, like, have some emotional weight behind the betrayals, like, which personally I don't think is going to happen. I don't think they're going to do that. But, yeah, it's... Um, It's weird because so far I'm with you for the majority of the show. I've been interested in the modern day stuff and the flashback stuff, I think is what's got the most to chew on. And this week it felt like the flashbacks were not wasted, but covered familiar ground. So
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if we're going like full spoilers right now, I mean, there are, there are some moments in this where Fennec Shand is talking with Boba and then, like the Mandalorian theme plays, you yeah. know. Mm. So, like, I mean, I think they might be sort of like setting up like a crossover between the two, sort of connecting the two shows to create this like bigger universe because it, it all still takes place in the same universe, but it just same makes Tatooine, it right? It just makes it clearer on the screen that like the flares that Boba sees in this episode are the flares that Boba Fett is using to like basically distract Fennec Shan in Chapter Five of Season One of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So, like it's kind of just it's connecting it all together but like if they're not going to do something useful with it which i really hope they do i really hope they don't stick to just like the same plot of like that's been done a million times of like you know boba fett you know kills the pikes and stuff and everything is good like you know that kind of thing and they actually take it in a different direction maybe we'll be looking differently at this episode from that perspective but right now it doesn't really make much sense
1: you know it's interesting you say that because I did see a interview with (laughs) Ming-Na when I didn't get to read it but the headline was that she said that fans will look at the book of Boba Fett as a show differently when the season's done so maybe you know maybe this ends I remember at the beginning of this season you and I had that conversation of like are they gonna kill Boba you know yeah. Maybe they do. Maybe it's not Fennec. Maybe Fennec inherits everything, which I think would be cool. But yeah, I, I think the show is ramping up to a point where there will be a big job that gets done. It's going to be a shootout. Ideally, Din Djarin is there. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll see how it resolves, right? Because this could... Honestly, this could set up what Din Djarin's up to in Mandalorian Season 3, right? Where you yeah. and I have speculated a lot. What's he doing now that Grogu's off at of college, <laughs> right? Like, right. what's up? And I didn't even consider this until right now. Is he going to have a Darksaber next week? What's up? <laughs> like,
0: I was considering, I was actually, that was on my list of things to bring up because, you know, he does have we don't know basically how the conflict between din Djarin and and uh Bo-Katan went uh after you know the credits rolled from the last episode of mandalorian so it would be interesting if like din Djarin, like rolls up to this like final battle and he's like wielding the dark saber because that would have some pretty intense implications on the mandalorian storyline yeah. um, and it would tell us a lot about where they're going with it i I just don't see why they would use the Mandalorian theme so freaking recognizable. I I don't see why they would use that and not, like, do something with it, you know? Like,
1: mm -hmm.
0: it just doesn't make sense. Let me give you a
1: pessimistic take.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'd like to hear... I want to hear the devil
1: on the shoulder here. This isn't what I believe, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was the case. What if the reason they use the Mandalorian theme in the background, which is only going to be picked up on by, like the people who know that this isn't the first time we've seen boba fett right like people who have been following along the mandalorian theme is real big so people who like the mandalorian recognize the theme uh i could see a world where that's just in here because this episode directly ties to an episode of the mandalorian uh, maybe that's it yeah yeah, I mean, here's the thing though. It's just
0: Star Wars for its entire life span has relied heavily on like musical themes and like yes. doesn't really but be- doesn't really betray it in that way, you know? It's never be- it's never been done like that. Like it's always been done for dramatic effect, you know, or like to to enhance like the story or like what's going on in the scene. Yeah. With um, a few exceptions. I think it's pop pa- with a, with, with, with a few exceptions, but, like, I'd say for the most part, like, George Lucas and John Williams, like, knew what they were doing when they were, like, making the other movies and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it could definitely be, that could definitely be the case. And that would be really upsetting because, to me, when I hear, like, that, like, you know, that, that iconic noise, I don't even know what it is. But <laughs> yeah. when we think about The Mandalorian, like, I think about Din Djarin. So like I'm fully expecting to Jar to like show up now. Do I think that they needed to do that? Is a different story. I don't think they did. I don't. I don't think they had to necessarily do this. But mm-hmm. if they don't now, I'm going to be upset because you can't te- you can't tease me like that. You know. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, i I think we'll have to wait and see how it all turns out. Right. But currently, with how Star Wars works, I think they're going to have a lot of work to do for me to be satisfied if the resolution of the book of Boba Fett is set up for something else you know where Mm -hmm. I'm used to that with Marvel like that's Marvel's bread and butter to a degree where maybe like most of their movies do feel like they have a cohesive beginning middle end and it's really entertaining it's meaningful but there is things in there that's like That's set up for the next Doctor Strange movie, you know. Um, And with where we started with Book of Boba Fett and the method they've been using to tell his story with the two timelines and humanizing him, I hope that we're given a satisfying conclusion for Boba Fett with this new take of him, whether that's with him passing away or him accomplishing his goal and the promise of we need to expand, you know, and that's the next season's growing the empire. Something like that. That is not just like, oh, the two of them teamed up together and Din Djarin accidentally killed Boba, and now he has to answer to all of Tatooine in season three of The Mandalorian. See you next like that's gonna be a bit of a bummer to me, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, the show has to have an obvious end to or at least like a satisfying conclusion to the story that they're trying to tell with both Fett right now i mean it is the good it is a goddamn book of boba fett so like if you if you end it and don't like sort of round out whatever story you're trying to tell with him, it's going to be a disappointment uh sure. de- yeah i definitely think though that like the mandalorian they're 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 going i, I hope that there are some clues some sort yeah, of hints yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards, like, what is going to happen in, like, a new season of The Mandalorian. Because we're kind of in the dark right now.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm fine with hints, absolutely. I just want to make sure it doesn't sacrifice Boba Fett from finishing, like, a solid character arc. You know? And that's absolutely possible. Uh, I I think the hesitation is just because Star Wars hasn't really done crossover much. Which is weird, because it's all been under one umbrella. But when it comes to like Mandalorian season two with the spoilers, Luke Skywalker showing up, like that was a huge moment and kind of a crossover, but was still really satisfying emotionally. Right. And mm-hmm. book of Boba Fett was set up in the Mandalorian season two. And this has been good so far and Mandalorian season two was good, you know? So it's possible. I just think I don't know where we're going really yet for the finale or the point other than developing Boba Fett. So if that's all we're doing, I just hope that th- that gets to remain in the spotlight cameos and all, which will be cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think they need to focus on what they're making the TV show about who they're making the TV show about. I, th- I think they shouldn't get too caught up in the the world because that's something Marvel does really well. You know, they can connect it to the world but it's not always like super overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I appreciate that. And I think that star Wars could be in a, in a similar vein. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think that there's a possibility that we come through at the end of this and we're like, Oh wow. Like Robert Rodriguez and John Favreau, like put us on a, on a damn trip, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's just the fact that we're in the middle of that journey right now. Things are sort of still unclear to us. That makes us look at it in a different perspective. I, I'm hopeful that that's the case. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but I think that this just might be a victim of like, and this is me being like overly optimistic, but I think this is just being a victim of, we don't know how it all ends. So it doesn't make much sense in the moment.
1: I think also my hesitation, cause you're right, comes in with the franchise brain where, I don't think this show... I'm not expecting this show to get a second season the way that by, like, episode three of Mandalorian, we were all like, oh, season two. Maybe season one, two, three, four, five is coming, right? Like, they could just be like, yeah, we did the one-off of Boba Fett, and we're going to do a one-off of Kenobi next, you know? Like, that wouldn't surprise me. So I just want to, like... I think that's maybe, like I said, why the hesitation's there, because... If there isn't a season two, we have three episodes left, make them count. And I, I think they can, because so far, both of us seem to be on the same page where this show is good to real good. And yeah, I have faith they can finish it out strong. I just don't know where we're going, I think, is the the, the worry, yeah. like you said.
0: And I think that, that was the main thing for me, at least, is that I was hoping that this episode would kind of give us more of a roadmap in terms of like where the writer's and you know the the people behind the show are actually trying to go with it but it just straight up didn't and so yeah. we're just going to have to keep going on the on the red.
1: Yeah. Um well we're not far away from seeing we got what three episodes left,
0: right? Yeah, I think it's seven episodes, so we're we're halfway through, but yeah.
1: So any final thoughts on the episode, any predictions because next week has to be it's gotta the be. The roadmap, right? It has to be.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be. Uh yeah. I, I mean we're gonna we're gonna see something next week probably. I, I'd like to say that I just really enjoyed the whole scene where Boba Fett was talking with all of the uh local local leaders at that dinner. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. I'm just excited to see how it all pans out.
1: Yeah, I agree. And if it's just more of Boba Fett growing his crime empire, I'm down because I think that's entertaining. So I I just hope we build to a good point. And I think next week that will be very clear. Uh, if not, we'll get to see Din and <laughs> you know, and that's another, I hope so. That's another win. <laughs> so I sure hope so. Well, Mike, I think that kind of covers everything with this episode. Uh, any final words before we sign off?
0: Uh, no. Just follow me on Twitter at Mike P Connors. I'm excited to see
1: the uh, end of this series through. It's gonna be good. Hell yeah! And look forward to our thoughts as we wrap up. Uh, you can follow me on everything at Chun2D2 YouTube.com/slash Joyclicks for occasional videos throughout the week. Uh, if you want to get this podcast, you can check it out on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just look up Jedi Knights without the K or Joy Clicks, and you will find it along with all the other shows we produce. If you want to support those shows monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks you get producer credit on every single show we produce like Jose Garcia and Aaron Easton. So thank you very much. And that will wrap up. This week's Jedi Knights We will return next week for another episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Hopefully Din Djarin. Hopefully some uh, solid release dates for some things this year. But until then, we're fine. Everything's fine. How are you?
0: May the Force be with
1: you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Beep is up.